Sorry, sorry. So I was just having a chat to Sean, and it was very helpful. Um, and she was talking about prayer ministry and wanting to learn how to do prayer ministry and realizing that she needs to go on a mission trip and that by the end of the mission trip, she's sort of warmed up. And she was, she was talking about this idea of just warming back up to things, which I thought was actually really helpful. Um, and I, like, I don't know how you're doing stepping into January. or It's almost the end of January, isn't it? I'm in denial. Okay, have you noticed? <laughs> it's like, oh, no, don't let January end. Yeah, January's ending, Andrew. It's okay. Um, so, you know, you step into, step into the new year and, um, and it's like, oh, new year. And I don't want to get back to work rhythms. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know how you've done your relating to God over the Christmas period. Um, you might, you might have just uh, gone, actually, me and God need a holiday. <laughs> so, thanks, God. I'll see you in February. That, that might be you. <laughs> and, and, if, and, if, uh, and if doing God things is part of your job, uh, that, that, can, that can be part of that in terms of like, oh, come on. <laughs> Let's just... And, uh, and so maybe that's you. And so, and maybe this morning as we're worshipping, like, oh, um, uh, God, right, blood, yes, uh, presence, um, yes, we haven't talked for a while. Maybe that's you as well. Or maybe you guys are like, you're, maybe you're like, hey, I fasted most of January. I'm so hot. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Just, just let me lay hands on someone and just go with this thing. Maybe that's you. If that is you, you can put your hand up and then take the mic, actually. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to first to start by acknowledging that. Just acknowledging this morning that we all come from different places into this, this thing called church, this thing called community, and this thing called mission. Like, why are we all gathered, right? And Mike's like, I have no idea. <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh, why are we all here, right? And why will we perhaps consistently be together in whatever form that is? Like table groups are starting again this week. We're kind of, you know, they're getting the, the, the cogs going again. It's like, why are, we, why are we doing that? What's all this about? Um, so I'm going to, I just want to kind of dive in at, at the deep end initially uh, and just get the Quaker back in, into, into gear, okay? So, you know, the Quakers... Like they're still and they just wait on God. So what I wanted to do is just start by just being still and waiting on God. So that's, the, that's like the, just shove it into gear sort of thing. Like I was, um, you know, we, we have these things called spiritual gifts, right? And, uh, and, and you can activate your spiritual gift. So I was doing this the other morning, like, uh, we, like I do this um, table group online thing, right? And I was thinking, oh, no, 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 no. And I thought, oh, well, wouldn't it be nice to actually have a word for each of these guys this morning? And so I was like, no, no, shove spiritual gift into gear. And, and God just gave me words from it. I was like, okay, great. And so I just want to uh, kind of help us to now, like just invite us to kind of lean into activating again our awareness of God and also the awareness of, of those gifts amongst us to encourage each other. So what we're going to do is we're just going to, don't need any music, don't need anything. John Wimber taught us to dial it down, right? You just dial it right down. Um, we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and then see if God lays something on your heart. Now, it might be something for you. It might be something for someone else. 
And if your heart rate's about there now, it's like, oh, I want to go to the men's bathroom. That's fine. You can do that. Like, I get that. It's awkward, right? But we just, we just lean into it um, and see what God does. Okay? And then we'll probably get to a sermon at some point, but I think this part's more fun, right? So let's get to that early rather than the other thing later. Sound all right? Okay, good. So God, I just thank you that you welcome us in whatever state we're in and that there is nothing, there's no performance element here, that it's just about us as your kids coming to you and becoming aware of you and then just kind of wanting to just encourage and strengthen each other. And so we just thank you for your rule and reign, Jesus, amongst us and we just invite your spirit now to come and settle on us Rise up in us and lead this time. So come Holy Spirit. Like um, in terms of you too actually, like I was thinking, like my sense, it might be for other people, but just in terms of like commissioning and empowering for what the purpose that God has for you this year. Um, so if there are people that want to just gather around Sean and Fanny and just pray into that, not everyone has to do that, but just a couple of you um, gather around. Just, are you guys okay for people to pray for you? Yeah? But before they can, I have, you know, um, because I saw a picture for the church. Come on, we'll take a picture for the church. That sounds great, I think Fanny. It's for every one of us. Um, I saw a very big fish, and uh, it just got. It just seems like God is saying, like a fish, swim freely in my ocean. Okay. And, and suddenly I saw a net, and that fish was being caught. Okay. And that net was really small, and he, I asked why, why you ask us to swim freely in your ocean, and then you, you send this picture of a net. Mm. And then it just seems to be saying, Oh, this net is the net that a lot of you put in yourself. Wow, yes. So, swim freely whenever you don't know what to do or um, you you just ask me. Okay. So I will bring you this freedom back to the ocean. Do not trap in your own net. That's so good. So just just in terms of context... um, Claire and Sarah and I met to pray. Was it Friday, Claire? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was Friday. Um, and just praying into things. And the Lord is basically saying the same thing. So, so that, that's really interesting. We feel like um, just as a church, like God has, God has and the whole thing, like freedom, just to, freedom to swim in, in His purposes, right? It's a big ocean. Like there's a lot of freedom. Um, and yet, uh, and the, the thing that Claire had when she, was, um, when she was praying on Friday was kind of like, just this kind of, just getting into this kind of narrow sort of thing. It's like, no, 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 God has freedom for us. And so, and, and a lot of that is just saying, Fanny, is stuff that locks us up inside, right? In terms of ways we think about things, all that kind of stuff. And that God actually just wants us to be free to, yeah, to follow. Like he has a particular purpose for us individuals, but also as Viva. And it's, and it's always been off-road. <laughs> but the, but, the, but the, the pull to go back onto the road and get really normal is really strong. 
And, uh, and so, so I just want to affirm that. So Fanny, would you mind praying for us as a church just in response to that? Um, and then if you need to repent, if you've got that small-mindedness, I need to repent. So if, that's, if God's, uh, then, yeah, do business with God. That's great. Let's start with that. Lord, help us to be free. Yes. Because in you, in your love, there is freedom. And we're not afraid anymore for anything because we have you as our Father backing us up in yes. whatever we do, in whatever we think. But before we go for anything, we need to be with you, ask you, consult you, and be with you because in your presence we won't go wrong. So Lord, help us not to set traps for ourselves, and set up this net for ourselves so that we won't be free. Yeah. Let us uh, freely swim in your ocean and yeah. achieve whatever you've been put in front of us. Yes. Lord, I pray all these because you give us Jesus and you give him to us. Yes. That's why we're free. Lord, I pray in his name, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's a good word. Yeah. Mm. Mike, did you did you have anything, Mike, or are you? Um, it's just something that's been brewing around in yeah. my mind for yeah. a while, and it's that sense that uh, with COVID and people being isolated, there's a sense of detachment and a void. Yep. With um, our politics and different parties, there's a sense that there's a void there that they're not really grabbing what they could for mm. the world. And it struck me that voids are things that God loves because He can fill them. Mm. We look at the earth when it was formless. Yeah. It was in the void. But the Spirit of God hovered over it and a world was formed. Yeah. And look at a, a maiden the spirit hovered over her and mm. the king was born. You look at our own darkness. The spirit hovers over us. Yeah. And we have reborn. Yeah, that's it. And I think that there's a sense that God wants to fill the void. There's a void of people crying out for more of God, more of yeah. something. We don't know what it is, but we want it. Yeah. And we should be praying that the spirit of God comes and fills us. Yeah. Fills it us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 You want to pray out of that, Mike? Yes. Lead us in prayer, man. Yes. Yeah, Lord. But we just struggle knowing what we shall be. We think we don't have a form that we're just really bumbling around. I pray that your Holy Spirit would hover over us. Yes. And breathe into us. Yes. And form us into the people you want us to be, that we might bring you glory. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Just in terms of that freedom uh, that we've been talking about, in terms of that, wow, God wants to kind of get us out of our nets and actually let us swim free. Is there? If if do you. You might have something in your heart like, oh, I need, I want freedom there or there. Um, we're happy to, people here to pray for you if you'd like that. So if, I don't know if, if when Fanny was sharing that, it was like something in your heart going, 
Oh, actually, yeah, that thing. If that's you, then let us know. As we were praying, I was reminded of this scripture. Um, because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. You know that one from Isaiah 56, 7? You know, it's, it's, a, it's always a funny thing to talk about dreams and things. Um, unrealized dreams are painful things, but uh, we, we, te- we tend to have this problem as people. We just dream, right? <laughs> we, just, we just, I mean, life can wear you down fairly significantly, but generally as human beings, we, we dream. Um, and part of the, a quarter of the dream of this, of Viva, is that, is that, is that scripture, that the nations will come together um, and worship, and that Viva would be this little picture of what will happen at the end, uh, a, little, a little preview. And that, unfortunately, much as I'd like, I'd like to exorcise that from my heart, has not changed. <laughs> that remains. And then at the same time, um, just this dream that people who don't know Jesus would come to know Jesus. Um, we're, not, we're not here, right, to play church. There's plenty of places to go and play church. And ultimately, this will be a dissatisfying church play experience. There are just brighter, shinier toys in other places. But we're here because we believe that God's actually called us into this mission to actually see people that don't know him come to know him from all walks and talks and then gather together and then do it all again. That's kind of, that's kind of the, um, the basic dream. And... Uh, Luckily, I've put that on a bookmark, so um, made you some shiny things. Because uh, you know, I mean, the other sure, the other the other church. If you're going to play church, you do need shiny things. But this is not too shiny. But uh, sorry, it is merch. We could make a lot of merch. Why not? We've got signs. Let's just print more merch. It's great. That'll make a church. Um, Harry, uh, there you go. This you guys can pass them on. Um, Good people, pass them on. Um, yeah, so, sorry? Did you say, did you say fl- sheepskin f- seat covers? Is that what Greg said? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> stubby hole. That's totally what I heard. <laughs> so, look, 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 we can merch the merch out of it if you want to. But um, these things are. It's, it's a bookmark because I'm going to assume that you have a paper Bible somewhere in your house. Um, and uh, those cockies are just winning, aren't they? Woo! These things, on this, we, we kind of wanted to... It's, it's, they're not values, but they're what... They're what we call, what we call opt-ins. Because everything, everything that we do here is opt-in, right? It's on invitation. No one's... No one's coercing you into, um, into doing anything. But we, do, but we do have these things that we want to gather around. And the, 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 obviously the centerpiece of that is, is the, the risen presence of Jesus, right? It's all about Jesus. And his... You got, coming to you, Andy. <laughs> oh, it's kind of... The, that tree's like the kingdom of God, and then the trees... And, the, and then the, the birds are like the nations, and it's just kind of a prophetic act. So anyway, I'm going to continue on. But they're, they're reasonably homogenous, the birds, so that's a problem with that metaphor. But um, we, we have this, that, like, there's, this, there's this explosion that, that happened with the, with, the, with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that we're still in the aftermath of. 
And that's, that's what we live in the aftermath of, wow, something happened. It was really big. And, 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 then, and then we have this experience in our own lives. We know something's gone off. Something's exploded in us. And we're still in the, kind of the aftermath of that. And sometimes the shock waves lull and sometimes they come through strong. But there's something that's changed us. And, uh, and so that's the center point. And then out of that, we, we opt in to live a certain way. And we've just, I've just got on this postcard common language that we basically arrived at to talk about some of that. It's not, every, not everything is going to be caught in that, right? But it's, but it's helpful, I think. And I've put down here these four things, and then there are questions after these four things. And I'm just going to read through them briefly. So open to the Spirit. There's a question here. Am I wide open to whatever the Spirit wants in this thought, this statement, and this action? On mission. Is this leading us to the lost or the lost to Jesus? If not, let's do it. Let's not do it. Very simple, right? Let's do it. Let's, uh, under God's word, is this, in this, am I allowing the word of God to confront me, disturb my security, to undermine my complacency and to overthrow my patterns of thought and behavior? In authentic relationships, am I doing this connected with others? Do I know the people I'm doing this with? Am I letting them get to know me? Am I letting go of who I think I should be to, declare, to embrace who God has declared I am? So I'm not going to riff on those too much, but you will find them everywhere and be annoyed by them in the end. Um, but that's, that's, that's a framework. And I, I would recommend it. Like the thing was, I was preparing this. I'm like, yeah, we really need to do this on Sunday. We need to do it's like, who cares what we do on Sunday? And who really cares what we do at table group? It's like, what am I doing with the rest of my week, <laughs> right? And I realized, oh, I'm, I should actually apply this to my life. <laughs> There's a different way of thinking about it, right? So just having these questions as questions that you bump into reasonably regularly, you just go, oh, yeah, how am I doing here? Again, they don't capture everything, but I think they're helpful guides. Uh, then, uh, on the other hand, on the, on the other page, we've got this thing, but we'll get to that later. So I hope that's helpful for you. Uh, and you can get all that information on the website as well. So, so we have this dream, right? And we have this thing... Uh, called, called mission. Uh, we have this, we have this, we have this mission, right? But it's like, how do we, how do we possibly do that? How do we not, as Fanny was talking about, how do we not get it caught in our own nets, right? Like, like that's a real thing, right? And and you will probably, if you know yourself a little bit, know what your net is. It's that stuff that just kind of curls around your feet and and can curl around your neck. In terms of their anxiety, right? And it's like, oh, I can't breathe. I can only see my mortgage or I can only see my kids. Or whatever it is, right? It just comes up and just, and just stops you from, from being able to walk in this freedom. How do you live free from that? And I just wanted to, I was thinking about that. And, and um, as you, you might have seen the big blue banner on the gate. Did you see the big blue banner on the gate? It looks very pretty, I think. Um, and it's got a, and, and it's, it says that um, learning from Jesus how to live life here. So that's, that, that's the answer to how do you live free of that net is to learn from Jesus how to live life. Like that's the short answer. But I also thought just this morning, I just wanted to read some scripture from a guy who really lent into this, living this other way. And his name's Paul. And he, he writes this long letter uh, to Corinthians about his, his reflections on, here's what I've learned in how to live living free from the net, how to live in, the, in what Jesus called the kingdom of God. 
this, this reality of the presence and the reign of God right here amongst us and also in us and joining with God on his mission to actually see that kingdom come into the lives of the nations. He had some tips on how to do that. And I'm going to read uh, a passage here and then I'm going to make really four very, very brief points. So it's from 2 Corinthians 5 and um, I'm going to read from verse 6. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by, by believing and not by seeing. Older translations say we live by faith and not by sight. Yes, we are fully confident and, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are in this body or away from the body, our goal is to please him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve from the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. So this is the first thing that Paul does. He says, you know, if you want to live free of those nets, what you're going to have to do is there's, there's, there's a way of looking at your future, which is by sight, and there's a way of looking at your future by faith. And the way of looking at your future by sight is trophies, toys, tours, and tweets. That were my four T's. That's kind of what you just busy yourself with, imagining whether it's tweets, which is your fame, the tours, which is just, I'm just going to experience as much of the world as I can, uh, the toys, which is like, hey, the one with the most toys you know, wins, and then what was the other one? Tweet. Trophies, yeah, well, you know, you know, whatever, is it that promotion or that, I don't know what it is. People have lots of different trophies, but we all have a trophy cabinet that we want to make bigger. <laughs> so that's, and we just line our future with anticipating those things. And what Paul says is, actually, when I met Jesus, the way I looked at my future totally transformed. And I, I met him, and, and, and I, got this, I got this picture of the future, which is that I will one day meet him in person. One day I will be judged. And he knew Jesus as judge, but also as savior. And he, and he, and he, and he actually longed for that day. <laughs> Fascinating, isn't it? It's like, who longs for judgment day? Like, Paul's like, I long for that. And he knows, and he knows that on Judgment Day, everything will be as it actually is. It will all be clear on Judgment Day. Everything that you've done will be laid bare. And he knows there's a fearfulness in him that I know that, hey, I don't know, I don't know how many of my ducks in a row. He says, I don't even judge myself. I don't know. But I know that he knows. And I trust him. And, and, but there's a fearfulness to it, but there's also a trust in it. And so he knows. So he lives with that future in mind. And, then, and, and there are people who live with that future in mind who just pack up and just, you know, it's the deck chairs and it's like, I don't care. Like, I, I just, I'm not even going to do anything because I'm going there. And that's not the point. Some, somehow this future that Paul anticipated activated him into a very, very present life. And so he had, so, so, so there's, there's a future by sight, there's a future by faith. The next thing is that, um, let's, let's keep going. So um, because we understand our fearful responsibilities to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. There we go. He's got, the, he's got that future in mind. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No. We're giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can see, you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. See, meeting Jesus has transformed how Paul sees people. See, by sight, you, you see people a certain way. And by sight, actually, people like me anyway, the main thing we do with other people is judge them. 
But because Paul knows of the judgment of Christ, he stops judging people. He's like, oh, that's not my job. That is not on my, that's not on my PD. That's his job. That's not my job. I don't judge people anymore. I don't look at people the way I used to. He was a, he was a buttoned up Pharisee, you know, like he was one of those guys, right? And he's like, I don't look at people anymore that way because I've met Christ. And how could I when I know now that I know, I know that I know that Matt is as precious to Jesus as I am. How could I, how could I judge Matt? How could I do that? That would be unthinkable. And how could I think that Sean was any worse or any better than me because of her skin color? I mean, it's like, are you serious? Guys, this is, that is really old school thinking. How could I even, how could I begin to think of seeing Sean like that? Jesus died for her. He died for me. He loves her like he loves me. We are family. Like, that's just how it is. Like, so this, so this by sight thing is gone. I no longer operate out of judgment. I operate out of grace founded on the death and resurrection of Jesus. And I see people and it's like there's this new light. I actually, and there's this idea that I, like the Christ in me welcomes the Christ in Jeremy. We just sense Jesus. I sense the presence of God in Jeremy and there's something that quickens in my spirit when I meet the spirit of God in Jeremy, right? Like you guys know that experience, right? And that's what Paul's talking about. It's like, well, that, that gets the net off. <laughs> that really gets the net on. My, when I contemplate my future, the net starts to loosen. When I contemplate seeing, seeing Drew without any judgment, the net starts to loosen. So I see, I see my future differently, I see others differently, and I see God fundamentally differently. And, um, and, uh, he, and, and either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive this, his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. It's like Paul met this God that he had no... It's like, who are you, God? He meets this he, Jesus and it radically transforms how he understands who God is. It's not, it's not black and white because it's an extension of that. It's not like, oh, he's, he's nothing like the Jewish God. But when he met Jesus, it was like... Pfft. It was this extraordinary grace and this extraordinary power and this extraordinary extravagant love that this, this God didn't just love Israel. He loved the whole world and he gave himself for the whole world. And so this thing lit up, lit up his heart. And so he looked at God differently. Um, then we go on. So we, have now, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time we thought, Christ merely from a human, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. See, Paul had this exquisite experience of being really, really wrong <laughs> and then suddenly realizing it. He had written off Jesus as just another hokey-pokey, messianic, egotistical, you know, heretic, right? And, um, and then suddenly he, he meets Jesus and says, like, oh, that's really not who you are, is it? And if you're not like that, maybe Jeremy's not like that. And, and like a whole bunch, of, he's just, his whole frame just went, maybe nothing is as it seems. <laughs> What then? And that's a very scary proposition because it's the blue and the it's the blue pill and the red pill, right? And uh, in the, in the Matrix, right? And and but he and he just leans in and takes the pill, and because you got to you got to admit you're wrong to take the pill, right? But he takes the pill and then well, welcome. This is how it really is. This is this is ultimate reality here, and so that 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 changes him a little. And then he says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Wow, something's birthed here. 
And then he says, all of this is gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. There's a lot there I commend it to you. Um, Suffice to say that when, so there was a, a new future, a new understanding of God, a new understanding of each other, and then finally a new understanding of vocation. So Paul, he, he no longer saw himself as an accountant. Um, no, like he, was, he was a religious guy, but whatever it is, whatever your vocation is, he, he understood that I'm Christ's ambassador. That doesn't mean I don't do the other thing. I mean, he made, he made nets and like he, did, he, did, he had his tent making thing or whatever. Like he did those things. But at his core, how he understood his vocation is that he understood he was an ambassador of this wonderful kingdom, this wonderful reconciliation movement that God had initiated through Christ. And, uh, and so, you know, we have in our culture, like we, we, we work to not work, right? <laughs> like that's the whole idea. Whether we, whether we work for the weekend or we work for the retirement, the whole idea is work so you don't have to work. And if you can work a lot really well so you don't have to work a really lot, then you, you, you kind of won. Um, but, but in the kingdom, it's actually you work to work. Like, you, sorry, you live to work. It's a flip. What do you mean you live to work? No, no, the kingdom, because work is pre-fall activity and God gives us this work to do. And he said, you're never going to retire, Fanny. There is no retirement plan for you. You, you like, like you're Christ. You're, yeah. Like it's just true. There's no retirement plan. Like you're Christ's ambassador. And 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 Paul says like, and all of this is gift. He just he just realizes what am I doing here? This is all gift. I've been given this this incredible future, incredible revelation of God, incredible incredible freeing revelation of others, and an incredible sense of vocation. That is unshakable. It doesn't matter if you get your job, lose your job, plateau in your job. It doesn't matter because the real work is your ambassadorship as, as followers of Christ. Um, so they're the four things um, that will, I think, help the net get off your neck if you live in those things. Make sense? Okay, so one more little, so final little mission story. I had a friend of mine who was a crazy missionary who did crazy things, and um, really crazy things, which I won't disclose on Zoom. Um, but he, he, he was telling us this story about this guy that he'd met, and uh, I think it was his neighbor or something, and um, he said, you know, you, know, um, you know, God's really at work in your life. And the person didn't know God at all. I said, God's really at work. Hello? What do you mean? He's like, well, you've met me. Right? If, you, if, you, if, if you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that, 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 that's true. If we're Christ's ambassadors, I don't know if you've ever met an ambassador. I met this guy in Kazakhstan who was an ambassador of somewhere. I know, I think he, was, he had ambassadorial privileges at Kazakhstan. And his business card was the best business card I've ever seen. It was white and it had a gold Kazakh crest. And it said, Bekshan, blah, 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 blah. Um, ambassador extraordinary and plenipotentiary. Isn't that awesome? And that, it's like, 
extraordinary and plenipotentiary. What are they? Extraordinary. Yeah, I know what extraordinary. What is plenipotentiary? And I'm going back to my Latin, you know. It's like, um, that's who you are. That is honestly who you are. And I mean, if we get, we, we get Viva, Viva business cards, like, yo, Christ ambassador, extraordinary and plenipotentiary. Like, that is, that is the mystery of it, right? That's what Paul's talking about. There's a power in me, and he goes on to talk about the treasury and jars of clay, etc. He goes, there's a power in me. I don't even understand it. But it's real. It's a real power. And I've been, I've been tasked with taking this to the world. But I don't even understand. You know, he's, just, he's, he's, he's in awe of this thing. And then he's, and he sees these communities where this where this where this power and this living presence comes in and they become a community and they become family and they their their lives are transformed. He's like, I don't know whatever that is, but I love that and I'll give my whole life to that purpose. <coughs> and so you are in Christ. That's what Paul's main paradigm is. You are in Christ. And he is extraordinary and plenipotentiary. So plenipotentiary means just many powered, right? Many powered, extraordinary. We know what that means, but plenipotentiary. So, as an ambassador, that when you got that in your business card, I think you can just do whatever. Like I know the boss, so you know I got. If I need one of those helicopters, I'm just going to drop the corporate card on it, right? Like I, I can do whatever I want, because because the the boss knows that I, I'm I'm for Kazakhstan. I've got the I've got the the nation's interests at heart. That's what he gives to us. It's just it's that kind of thing. He just imparts it to us and goes, "Do what you know you need to do." Go and love them to bits. And uh, the core of, of, his, of his modus operandi as, a, as, a, as, as an apostle is Christ's love compels us. Christ's love compels us. I'm very interesting, interested in propulsion systems, as Drew probably is as well, but um, pr- propulsion systems are really interesting. And, 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 and Christ, he says, my love is your propulsion system. It's both your, your hunger and your, compul- and your propulsion system. When that is in you and you come into alignment with me and you understand the power and the, and the, pur- the purpose of Jesus is like <laughs> sparks fly and, and pistons go up and down and, and things move, right? Okay, so um, out of those four things, is there, is there like the future, the God, the others, the... The vocation. Is there something that God's rumbling around in you about that? Let's just stand and we'll just invite the Holy Spirit to do what He will do again. And I think I love, Mike, what you were saying about like just... I think there's a, there's a corporate prayer for us as well as Viva, isn't it? It's like, God, here we are. Here's this year. Here's this incredible spirit that you've placed in us. What, what are you going to do here, God? What might you do this year? And how might you be calling me and us to cooperate with you this year? Um, One of the things that uh, Jeremy was praying earlier um, for the gathering was that we would just abandon ourselves before God today. This guy called Dallas Willard, and um, every couple of months what he would do is he would lay down on the floor and just pray through his whole body, surrendering himself to God again. 
starting with his toes, through every part of him, his heart, his mind, his spirit, just surrendering that to God again. So God, I pray for that, that grace this morning for us um, as your as this, yeah, this Viva community, God, that you've called into being. God, we want to come and surrender to you this morning.